Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, episode 99. So you know what that means. And once again, I'm your host, John June. And of course, I've got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? What's going on? Oh, man, 99. I didn't even know that. So we getting super close to that century mark one time uh but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm super excited uh no thursday night football this week but you know that just gives us more focus and more time to to get to work on our craft and get ready for sunday oh yeah absolutely um so you know no thursday night football as greg mentioned but we're still going to cover some news still going to uh hit the streams of the week um and then you know because there is no thursday night football I still want to talk about some fantasy so we're going to you know uh, five five weeks is a good a good uh chunk of season to mm-hmm. sit back and take a look at what's happened thus far. So we're gonna look at the top five uh, players at each position and uh, and then you know go through each positional group and you know some of the things that we're surprised by, some of the things we we may have missed on and and you know it's gonna be a, a good uh, good opportunity, good learning exercise for us. So as I mentioned, uh, we're gonna start with the news and. Big news, uh, which hit last night. Today is uh, Wednesday, so this news hit Tuesday night. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, running back, formerly of the New York Jets, was released. Uh, I'm sure you've all heard this by now. Uh, him and Adam Gase did not clearly did not see eye to eye, um, and it was something that you know was a problem last year. Something that. Uh, Showed its its ugly head in uh, training camp this year, you know, just before the start of the season. Uh, and, you know, Le'Veon Bell, he, you know, he went on this like spree of a series of tweets on, on after Sunday's game, uh, you know, referencing his lack of usage and Adam Gase's poor game planning uh, and uh, Le'Veon Bell, how, you know, he should just, the Jets should just trade him uh, and, you know, you know, went to a, led to a back and forth between, uh, you know, then Adam Gase then ended up saying some things to the media, uh, and you know, then reports came out that the Jets were trying to trade him. That was merely the Jets trying to drum up drum up interest there. They clearly didn't have a trade partner here. End up releasing him. Greg, what are your thoughts? Because I'm. <laughs> as a as a Jets fan, I'm literally numb to this news. That's so. yeah. That's that's exactly what I'm hearing from a lot of Jets fans. That the numb is the the word coming out. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy as a fantasy owner. Definitely happy as a fantasy owner. As a you know, uh, a, for a football player like for football fan in general, you know, I did think that you know this was you know a good contract, a good place where he could have thrived and stuff. But unfortunately, it didn't happen. Uh, I thought I was high on him coming into the year because. 
maybe he had a chance with all the touches he got last year, the positive touchdown regression coming. But it seemed like, you know, this this wasn't the spot for him. But, yeah, I'm excited he has the opportunity because you know he's going to get signed. I'm just waiting and see Birmingham rub to see where he goes. So, hopefully, it's not somewhere where he just dominates and takes touches from somewhere else, though. Yeah, I'm not bird Birdman hand rubbing quite yet because <laughs> this could just be – this this could be bad, you know. Like, somebody's RB1. That type, yep. <laughs> yeah, you just – you're sitting there which looking over your shoulders – uh, thankfully, Doug Peterson has already come out and said that they've got their three down back, Miles Sanders. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I was, you know, I, I slept hey, maybe the good Browns, at night you know? after that. The Browns do make a ton of sense. I mean, Kareem Hunt uh, is there. We, we know they like to run two backs. Uh, we know that, uh, you know, Nick Chubb, I mean, his injury, They, you know, we don't know how long it could be. Uh, you know, You know, we heard six to eight weeks at one point. So, uh, really don't know what the situation is there. And so maybe, you know, that's something. Uh, one thing that I know I, I shot to you today was what about Chicago? Yeah, um, definitely you know, makes David, sense. Tariq Cohen just got hurt. Uh, you've got David Montgomery there, obviously Cordell Patterson, but they don't really have a true uh, other running back. And Le'Veon Bell has said that he wants to go to a team uh, that is going to win uh, in somewhere where he'll be utilized in the offense. And uh, I think that's a place that, that kind of makes sense. But if you're a David Montgomery manager, they, that's going to irk you a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's definitely been struggling. So that, that would even that would just hurt even more uh, that his value is going to be, you know, pretty much shot at that point. Um, especially. Yeah, that's going to be it'd be tough. But, you know, there's always those backdoor rumors with the Patriots always being someone that could just sneak in and, and get him. Yeah, I mean, I think that always is the spot that we always want to go to. But honestly, that doesn't really even really make sense at this point, you know, with the running backs that they have on this team between, uh, you know, James White, Rex Burkhead, Damian Harris, obviously Sony Michelle's on IR. But I, like, I don't even know what, you know, does do do, do they want to sign a Le'Veon Bell? Do they want to add him? I mean, because no, I mean, they're not gonna have. No one's got to worry about paying Le'Veon Bell. The Jets are on the hook for mm-hmm. uh, six million dollars, uh, or I think it might even be more than that if I'm not mistaken. But they're on the hook for the rest of his salary this year. Um, so, you know, the, whoever signs him can just offer him, you know, a veteran minimum contract, and the Jets will be on the hook for the rest of it. And uh, you know, so you know, maybe the Patriots are in on it, but I feel like we just do this all the time, and it never ever comes to fruition with the Patriots. I mean, Cam Newton. <laughs> well, Cam Newton was one that, you know, you said. And, and, and Antonio Brown last year. Antonio Brown was one that did make a ton of sense. <laughs> but the Cam Newton one also did make a ton of sense. But that one also wasn't completely out of the realm of possibility, the Cam Newton one. The Antonio Brown one, also not entirely out of the realm of possibility. But the Le'Veon Bell one, slightly out of the realm of possibility. Not not entirely, but slightly. Slightly. But it's, again, possible, not probable, in my in my opinion. But, again, I've, I've been wrong more than more than I can count. But um, the the other team that makes sense that was, you know, reported today, we got an alert from Bleacher Report, was the Kansas City Chiefs, which, if you're oh, yeah. a Clyde manager, does not make you happy. 
No, definitely not. No, it's just a way, way better Shady just adding to the team. Right? It's just adding. <laughs> it's just like Shady and Damian Williams and Daryl Williams and Darwin Thompson all over again. Yeah. Except you've got a way better Daryl Williams or uh, Damian Williams and Clyde, and you've got a uh, way better uh, Shady in, in Le'Veon Bell. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, man. Uh, moving on to the next news item. Uh, Dalvin Cook, running back for the Minnesota Vikings, is expected to be out for week six uh, with that uh, adductor injury. Uh, so, uh, Alexander Madison, fire him up, right, Greg? Yes, sir. You already know. We talked about him on that waiver wire pod a couple of weeks ago. I said if, you, if Dalvin Cook's own in 100% of the leagues, you got to have uh, Alexander Madison, got to have Tony Pollard, got to have those guys that are, you know, those you know, couple guys, if you fill them in, they get, are going to give you RB1 upside. Uh, and Madison, I think, is just going to be not just as, not produ- as productive as Dalvin Cook, but I think he's a strong RB2 going in, going as forward and as, well, as long as Dalvin Cook is out. Yeah, I mean, Alexander Madison is not Dalvin Cook, but he's like, 80 to 90 percent of Dalvin Cook, which is pretty, still pretty good. Yeah, I still mean, pretty good. 20, 20 carries over 100 yards on Sunday against the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Yep. Um. So I mean, he just showed you right there. He's got Atlanta coming up this week, so uh, that's not a matchup that I'm afraid of at all. So oh, yeah, sign 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 me up for some Alexander Madison. Uh, you know, it's funny. You know, Greg, you know that I am not a huge proponent of uh, of you know, getting my insurance policy running backs like mm-hmm. you know I have Zeke Elliott. I don't necessarily uh, roster Tony Pollard, but the one you know I you know Alvin Kamara. I don't necessarily care to roster you know uh, Latavius Murray as much, mm-hmm. but Dalvin Cook is the one where if I have Dalvin Cook, I will have Alexander Madison. Yeah, yeah, I have They're, like. Yeah, definitely. You have you have to do that. If, if we're gonna do one, like Alexander Madison is the one to do it for. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because we know yep. the injury history of Dalvin Cook. Like, yep. it's documented. It's there. Obviously, we had the coming into this year, we had the contract issue with Dalvin Cook. And so, it just, there's just too many, you know, we're playing a game of probability here. And probabilities, you know, coming into this year said Dalvin Cook is going to miss time either with injury or a contract. And so, if, <laughs> you know, you don't, you're up against it, you might as well play the game, play the probability game. And, and and roster Alexander Madison just bite the bullet on that one. Yes, most definitely. And I mean, now Chase Edmonds as well. <laughs> yeah, Chase Edmonds. I mean, you know, we I mean, we should talk about that one. I mean, yeah. we could talk about that one when we hit to the running backs. But um, yeah. So you know, streams of the week, Greg. Oh yeah. Your quarterback stream of the week, man. What do you got? Uh, this week I got my man Gardner Minshew. It's a uh, Guardy Party versus Detroit. He's 51% roster, so he's right on that line as a streamable quarterback. I think he's... he's uh, I don't know gonna, if we should allow it. I mean, uh, 51%, correct? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, maybe it's like 50, 50.8, and they rounded up. So I'm going to go with that and then say that he's available out there for half the people. Uh, so he's QB4 in okay, pass okay. attempts. You know, he's QB2 as far as, you know, the red zone attempts in a very in a favorable matchup. Uh, Detroit, you know, not so good. They're not, you know, bad against it, but I don't think they're not so great either. Uh, so I think you can fire Gardner Minshew up. Um, DJ Shark, his definitely health definitely depends on, you know, some of his success. But I think he's going to be still playable in this matchup. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I like that one as well. I mean, Gardner Minshew, I mean, again, if I say I don't like him, he, he balls out. Uh, he had a, a you know a decent game last week. If I say I do like him, he he, he bombs. So you know what? I don't like Gardner Minshew, Greg. I, wait, actually, wait, 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 I don't wait. like your streamer of the week. <laughs> um, my streamer of the week though, um, hard to like this guy. I mean, maybe I don't want to do it because he I I did find I did uh, you know recently you know uh, remind myself that he is playing in prime time, but I'm still gonna do it. Andy Dalton, five uh, percent roster. The red rifle. Uh, I don't even know if the red rifle. Uh, I don't even know if the roster ship is even. Uh, you know, accurate at this point because we usually quote Yahoo, uh, but Yahoo, you know, recently switched uh, waivers f- instead of running on Wednesdays like they normally do. They're running on Thursdays, so uh, most of y'all probably uh, by the time you hear this will have already had your waivers run or they will have just ran. But uh, Andy Dalton uh, coming up against Arizona gets to uh, drive this Dallas offense now. And maybe, you know, just maybe he's 65 75% of what Dak is fantasy-wise. Uh, but that's still good enough for me in this mm-hmm. matchup. You know, Arizona, you know, Arizona is, is a good matchup for quarterbacks. Uh, you know, before facing Adam Gase and the New York Jets, they, they you know, uh, they were still giving up decent amount of fancy points to the quarterback position. Uh, the Jets made them look a little bit better, so they look like a little bit worse matchup over the last few weeks. But uh, Andy Dalton, he's got too many weapons there not to not to thrive in that offense, man. Yeah, absolutely, gotta love that one. Sixty percent of Dak is basically like three hundred yards and two touchdowns, so I'm taking that. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I mean it's eight, it's eighteen fantasy points as Dak was averaging twenty seven crazy uh, fantasy points. So yeah, it's that. good enough. Greg, your tight end stream of the week, man. What do you got? Oh, yeah. I got Jimmy Graham going against Carolina. You know, I talked about him a lot, definitely, during the Thursday night pod last week. Uh, 41% rostered. Um, Again, got another game with at least five targets. He's got five targets in four of the five weeks. Uh, He's got a high of 10 targets in one game. So you see his potential there. He's been a a pretty good tight end sleeper this year. He's currently tight end seven uh, in PPR leagues. Um, You know, he's the number one tight end as far as red zone targets with nine. Uh, He should be rostered, I think, as a a season-long low-end tight end with um, some great upside because he, he, he is heavy target in the red zone. He's guaranteed to maybe sometimes get a touchdown yeah i mean with the tight end landscape this this year uh it being so bad so much for the tight end position being deep like we thought it was coming into yeah, the yeah definitely <laughs> but with <laughs> it being so bad uh you know jimmy graham he he's everything you want i mean he's second on that team in target target share over the last three weeks only behind uh alan robinson himself so definitely got to love that one uh, my tight end stream of the week, you know, I always like to go deep with these, man. I don't know what it is. But Trey Burton, he's uh, only, I mean, he, this guy is right now currently only rostered to 1% of Yahoo leagues. I doubt that that really is going to change very much. But he has, over the last two weeks, uh, in his first two games back with the Colts, led all Colts tight ends in, in routes run at the position. Uh, he's had a, a near 18% target share in those two games, which is second on the team. During that time span, and then he gets this matchup this week with Cincinnati, who over the last three weeks is giving up the eighth most fantasy points to the tight end position. So again, he's widely available and he's in a good spot. So nice, yeah, definitely like that. Reaching real deep, but you know we hitting over here. Oh yeah, man, absolutely, Greg. Your your defensive stream of the week, bro. What do you got? Defensive stream of the week going real deep, but only two percent roster going with the Carolina Panthers. Going against the Chicago Bears, um, one, mm-hmm. they're going in Chicago Bears is just a great matchup. This is the team that's not scoring many points uh, each week. 
Carolina's got at least uh, two sacks in the last three weeks. They've gotten a pick in the last uh, two weeks, uh, the last two to three weeks. Um, they also got a fumble recovery last game. They're forcing turnovers. Um, and, you know, Teddy Bridgewater keeping that defense nice and healthy, you know, with long drives. Uh, so, yeah, the Carolina Panthers are a safe defense. I think that will definitely get some turnovers against Nick Foles in this offense. Yeah, man, Matt Rule, a uh, new head coach with the Carolina Panthers uh, who came out of Baylor University, is coaching up that Panthers defense. They are young, uh, but they are flying around. Uh, Jeremy Chin, who was drafted as a mm-hmm. safety, is playing linebacker and safety. They're using uh, you know, their guys all over the place, and, and they got a ton of speed. So uh, they're definitely playing good football. I like that one. And they've got some good matchups coming up too, so – uh, like that one as well. Uh, one defense that I like, you guys know I like this defense, this is the Washington football team. Um, you know, again, I don't think the roster ship really matters. I think they're rostered in like 21% of Yahoo leagues. But they get to go up against Daniel Jones, who has continued to take sacks and fumble the football. So I like the Washington defensive line uh, already. So I think this is a this is a great spot for them. Uh, and if you can't get Washington, then go get the Giants because, you know, Kyle Allen uh, has – you know he's he's shown us that he's still got some some of those tendencies still left in Carolina, uh, you know. So uh, you can and the Giants' defense has been pretty good too. That you know something that we yeah. talk about on on this show often. Uh, you know this Giants' defense they play hard, they play tough. Uh, James Bradbury has turned himself into a, a true uh, sh- number one shadow corner ability with the ability to take out opposing team's number one receivers. So you can go get the Giants. Uh, and my number one stream was the, the Miami Dolphins, but I'm sure all of y'all caught on. If, you know, team plays the Jets, then just pick them up and play them. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> Greg, let's move on to these top to these quarterbacks, man. And we'll, we'll round out the top five at the position, and we'll just talk about the position as a whole. But uh, Russell Wilson, man, coming Ooh. in as the QB1, Dak Prescott, the QB two, and this is total points. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, the QB three, uh, Josh Allen, the QB four, and Kyler Murray, the QB five. So, Greg, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, you know this you know this quarterbacks you know th- this group of quarterbacks and and you know maybe some other guys that have surprised you at the position? Uh, yeah, def- definitely. Um, Dak Prescott definitely was going to finish QB three. I'm sad about you know. What he was doing, he was definitely gonna be in that top three. He, he was having a great you mean year. QB one, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, yeah, with the on pace for that six thousand yard mark. Some historic numbers he was putting up. Uh, you know, hopefully he can get better and recover faster, uh, which he definitely will. I think he his money his money his bag is proven now. He he's got his bag mm-hmm. for the <laughs> for the next couple of years. So I'm happy about him for that. Uh, other than that, yeah. Let him Russ cook, you know, the, the 20 attempts per game. We're not seeing that no more. Like, this is uh, Russell Wilson being able to mm-hmm. throw the ball. Uh, so that's that's awesome to see uh, with him up there. And then uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, him him being as a QB1, as a, like, bona fide QB1, that's probably my biggest surprise at the QB position uh, after last year. And even, again, no Devontae Adams, but he's just finding receivers, finding Robin Tanyan, finding people to, to get into the end zone. Yeah, man. I mean, he's absolutely been killing. I guess. I mean, Aaron Rodgers for sure. I mean, that's that's definitely one of the biggest surprises. I mean, obviously we we're aware of the talent. Um, you know, I think I still had Aaron Rodgers inside my top twelve. Uh, but you know, we 
we always talked about not wanting to draft him because of, of guys that had higher higher upside, uh, you know, younger guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of the guys that, we, you know, we, we consistently, I mean, I know I targeted, and I'm sure you did too, um, was Josh Allen. And I'm not surprised by Josh Allen being uh, in, in the top five per se. I mean, you know, QB4, would you have told me, if you had told me that, I would have said, you know, probably, probably not. I had him as the QB7 coming into this year. This is a guy that obviously I was high on from a fantasy perspective last year, but the leap that he's taken as a passer, um, you know, just far more accurate than I've ever seen him. Yep. I've ever seen him be, uh, even coming out of Wyoming. And you almost never see that with quarterbacks. I mean, you know, your, your, your completion percentage, your ability to be accurate uh, usually does not get Mar, you know, doesn't doesn't get significantly better from the time you you're a college pro, uh, a college athlete or college quarterback to the time you you reach the NFL. So, the the strides Josh Allen has taken has been phenomenal, and you see that in the fantasy production. Uh, you know, he's he's been killing it there. Uh, you know, hashtag let Russ cook. That's been awesome. Um, you know, Kyler Murray. I think did you have him in your top five, Greg? Uh, I. Did I think I I did I think I did I could check real quick actually. Um, but I had I Russell at Wilson at five and I had Kyler at six. I had Kyler at six. Yep, and Wilson at five as well. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, right about where we thought they would be. I mean, so just I guess some some big surprises on the negative end. Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson. Not being here. Oh, sorry. Before we go negative, I want we gotta talk about my guy, man. Gotta talk about. I mean, I know I claim him a lot because he was my breakout, but I know you know you've got more dynasty shares of him than I than oh, I have. Oh, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Cam, the, Cam yeah, that's. Oh no, I was talking about Joey B. Oh, oh, oh man, Joey B. Oh yeah, Joey B. Uh, I'm all hype about that. As you're right, yeah, the number one draft pick to the Bronx Elite team in in both dynasty drafts, definitely. Uh, believer in him yeah definitely doing what he has to do big ups to him and tough matchups too yeah i mean he's the qb 20 uh points per game but or in in total points i mean he did he's coming off the tough matchup with baltimore but uh you know he's been absolutely killing yeah um the other guy though the one that you know came out of nowhere and actually is you know more points per game than Joe Burrow in the same class is Justin Herbert. Oh, word. You know, your your <laughs> recent start of the week came yeah, out killing it uh, yeah, with man. a top three performance. So, uh, Greg, you know, what are, we, what are we thinking about Justin Herbert? You know, you know the, the, the two new quarterbacks that have gotten, uh, you know, that have injected youth into this, uh, this league. Oh, in yeah. AFC. Uh, I'm very happy about Justin Herbert. Um, you know, we, we we were pretty high on him pretty early, right after the the KC game. I'm pretty sure. So uh, his schedule is super nice. We talked about that as well. Jacksonville, Denver, the Raiders, Miami, and the Jets. Uh, so he's a season long QB one, I think. Yeah, I I agree with that as well. I mean, the schedule alone has been great. Um, all right, man. Let's let's talk about let's talk about some negatives, man. Um, and and. Also want to shout out the Ryan Fitzpatrick stands out there. Don't worry, Ryan Fitzpatrick QB six. We, <laughs> we 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 get it. He's doing it. Um, but the the ones that you're not you're not happy about. 
Oh man, Lamar Jack, Lamar Jackson. I'm gonna start there. Word, because I was one that I was I was saying I think Lamar Jackson should be a you know if I said all the time I said hey mm-hmm. one of my favorite things to do is draft if I'm drafting Saquon at the one o at the one o two is draft Lamar at the two at the two eleven. <laughs> oh man, your team's looking rough with those two right now. Oh, it's looking real rough. <laughs> it is looking real rough. So, um, you know, hey, look, you know, we we say it on the Fantasy Football Diagnostics podcast. Don't, uh, there's no need to draft quarterback early. I broke our own rule. I drafted Lamar Jackson. You know, I said he's the rule breaker because. Of what he can bring with his legs, mm-hmm. but you know he he's not uh, he's not he hasn't he hasn't brought it brought that and he hasn't uh, you know doesn't have the nine percent touchdown rate and you see you know the guys like the Russell Wilsons and the Pat Mahomes and the Josh Allen's you know with over uh, a nine a nine percent touchdown rate and you're like well you know I want that. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah. I'm not worried about Lamar, man. The QB 11, he's gonna bounce back. Those games, I mean, yeah. those games are gonna come. The floor is still always gonna be there, so you can you can always be happy about that, especially in this fantasy year. Um, this is a lot of a lot of craziness going on. So there's been a lot of craziness, but Lamar's floor has not been there. I mean, outside of weeks one and week four, where he got to play Cleveland and Washington, uh, he was. You know, those were two top five performances, but the other three mm. performances, he's he's been you know outside the top eighteen, mm. two top two Q, QB eighteen weeks two in week five and the QB twenty three in week three. Yeah, I mean, granted, else. yeah, those are L's. Granted, yeah. you know, week week uh, week two, you know, where he was the QB eighteen, he put up you know seventeen point six points, which that must have been a really good quarterback week. You right. know, Jared Goff was the QB twelve. He put up, uh, you know, twenty four points. <laughs> oh, shout out to Jared Goff. You know, holding it down though. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. No, nah, I, I, yeah, no, no, definitely. Yeah, he, he's he's holding it down for sure. Uh, it's actually funny. I meant to talk about it. Uh, I intended to talk about it when we, you know, when we uh did the game, the game preview. But Jared Gro- Jared Goff is playing some of his best football right now, like. Like really, really good football. I mean, mm-hmm. he made he made a couple throws against the Giants, and you know one of them was a was a you know a third and it was like a third and medium or a third and long, and you know Jared Goff. I mean, I kill him on this podcast, you know, and just kill him in general all the time mm-hmm. for for you know once the once there's pressure, he's done. The play is done. The play is over. There's you know just you know just go on to the next down. I saw Jared Goff in this moment. The Giants are applying pressure, and I'm watching him, and I'm like, oh, well, Jared Goff, he's done. But he slides up in the pocket and finds the check down uh, on the sideline and, like, sidearms it on a perfect throw and is able to get a first down. And I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? I've never (laughs) seen that from Jared Goff. And apparently this is something he's been working on, his ability to throw on the run, his ability to throw on the move. And he's been again. He's been playing really well, man. So I, I definitely like that there. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. You know, Derek Carr as well too has been playing some good football as well. I mean, you know, maybe 
Uh, I mean, from a fantasy perspective, he's the QB 13 right now. Uh, you know, was the QB nine last week. So, uh, you know, this is, that's definitely interesting there too. Um, yeah. But probably the, yeah, the other disappointment though, it's gotta be uh Daniel Jones though, especially for the, for my heart and soul after the, with the Dallas matchup. I mean, we knew we did the work could go wrong and you know, we knew the schedule was tough, but the week five bounce back hasn't come. And, it just makes it less confidence about this week six bounce back against Washington football team. Yeah, I mean it. It um, it's definitely been tough for Daniel Jones. I think, you know, I I had him as the QB sixteen. I think coming into the season, he's currently the QB twenty eight. Um, you know he he uh, you know I think the the thing we talked about today was if I told you at the start of the season. You know, Daniel Jones would lose Saquon Barkley, his his top running back, and mm-hmm. Sterling Shepard, his number one wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, would you still bank on a on a top on a top ten performance for Daniel Jones? And, yeah, definitely. You know, not. We both agreed no. Yeah. You know, definitely not. So, um, you know, I'm 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 hoping it turns around. I think there's still hope, but there's no you know with all the other options that we have at the quarterback position, there's no real need. Uh, to to wait it out, right? Um, yeah, another guy that's you know been uh, you know that has I guess disappointed a little bit. I mean, recent weeks and it's tied to another guy that I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later. But Matt Ryan, man, he's killed you the last three weeks. If you started Matt Ryan the last three weeks, you basically uh, you know it was almost impossible for you to win. Yep. Absolutely, yeah. I'm always one of those people. I'm in my 16 team league. I have Matt Ryan and and Joe Burrow, but like the Joe Burrow's my, couple matchups have been a little tough, so I have had to just stay with Matt Ryan. And he's just been if he does, yeah, if he doesn't get those touchdowns, if he's not getting three or four, he's he's not getting he's basically not getting double digit fantasy points almost. Uh, that's not good at all. Yeah, man. I'm uh, you know QB 27, QB 25, QB 25. Yeah, not interested. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, man. Let's move on to the to the running back position. Uh, and you know this is this is a, a crew of usual suspects, man. Uh, top fives: Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Zeke Elliott is the RB three. Aaron Jones is the uh, is the RB four, and then Chris Carson comes in as the RB five in uh, in total points. Uh, Greg, what? You know, which of these running backs? I mean, what what are these positives? Or some of these positives that are still. Um, I already, I think I already know one one that's coming because I'm I'm with it too. Oh yeah, 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 definitely, definitely Alvin Kamara. You know, my ride or die being the RB one <laughs> uh, for sure. Uh, yeah, and Aaron Jones. Oh man, this man two straight years. He's proven it. This man is is the the most one of the most efficient running backs in fantasy. Still only getting sixty percent snap share and just putting up huge numbers. So uh, awesome for him and uh, Chris Carson, man, the the one that always gets that got disrespected going in round four every year. But now he got he got his draft value bumped up, and he's showing you why. Yeah, man. Um, the the you know the player I was referencing was Mr. Aaron Jones. I mean, Alvin Kamara, RB one. I mean, you told me, you know, no no Saquon, no CMC for an extended period of time, and then oh, Michael yeah. Thomas was going to be out, oh, like. Yeah. that's sign me up that's easy i'll take alvin Kamara. i think we had said that you know a couple weeks ago 
uh, Alva Kamara would be the the first the first overall pick if you know we were drafting today. Um, but you know, uh, uh, Aaron Jones, man, that, that dude has been absolutely just balling. Uh, Three hundred and seventy four rushing yards. He's he's averaging, uh, he's he's averaging five point eight yards a carry. Uh, and then you include what he's what he's been doing in the rec- in the receiving work as well. The best I mean, receiver in the Packers, not named Devontae Adams. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and that's the thing is, it's like you know, it's not uh, it's it's not that you know this guy is just out there catching checkdowns. Like this guy nah. is lining up Word. on corners, <laughs> like running legitimate routes, like legitimate fade routes, high pointing the ball. Mm-hmm. Like this dude is a he is a wide receiver. He he can he could play wide receiver in the NFL. Oh yeah. Like he could he could he could go play wide receiver and do just that and and train and be a wide receiver and be an all pro wide receiver if he wanted yeah. to. Like yeah. that's how good Aaron Jones is. And then Crazy. you combine with what he can do as a runner and it's and it, yeah I he's I not feel even playing I still, I still don't get it. Like his snapshot is not even hitting seventy. It's crazy. But at this point, like it doesn't even matter. Like I yeah, don't, no, like, I don't absolutely even, not. I don't oh, no. even. I don't even care anymore. Yeah, star him up, please. Let him take. I you mean, to I, championship. I had him as the. I had him as the RB, the RB thirteen, and I like. I feel so dumb. <laughs> like, like I feel so dumb. So, uh, yeah, Aaron Jones, he's good at football, and this is a guy I have in dynasty. So, like, I, it's not like I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, bro. you know, it's just you combine, you know, uh, the lack of usage with them spending a second round pick on AJ Dillon and, mm-hmm. you know, Aaron Jones being in the last year of his contract. I mean, that process was all there. It's just I'm never going to doubt Aaron Jones's talent ever again. Nope. Um, You know, and then Zeke Elliott just, you know, being Zeke. Oh but, yeah, always uh, the uh, the forgotten child Zeke Elliott just always forgotten be child RB three. He's always going to finish that in the top five, most consistent. So 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 consistent, man. Yeah, man. He's he's you know as consistent as consistent gets. I mean, uh, you know, we didn't talk about this, and I I feel bad, and I apologize to everyone listening. I was supposed to talk about the you know how the uh, how uh, Dak Prescott uh, his injury affects the whole Cowboys offense, but. You know, Greg and I could talk about that right now, actually, and then we could dig into the, uh, you know, the running backs that have, you know, sh- you know, negatively impacted us, uh, the guys that maybe we swung and missed on. But I think Zeke Elliott gets a major bump from this, uh, from 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 no Dak Prescott. I mean, they're they're not gonna they're not gonna try to throw the ball as much as they were trying to throw the ball. Uh, you know, I think that Zeke Elliott has to get a little bit more work because they're not going to put all of this on Andy Dalton, uh, maybe the way that they were putting it on Dak Prescott. Uh, and, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, they don't have a choice because that defense is so bad. But I think especially around, you know, down around the goal line, a lot of those opportunities are going to go to Zeke Elliott, uh, you know, instead of uh, passing touchdowns for, for or rushing touchdowns for the quarterback. So, um Greg, what is your take on Zeke Elliott, and then maybe like where are you at with the receivers, uh, and you know Dalton Schultz as well? Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Zeke has to get a bump. It's very surprising. I mean, last three weeks, I mean, it's not because they they are so talented wide receiver, but he's only gotten 14 carries week three, 12 carries week four, 19 carries week five. Like 
Nah, this is it's got to be over 20. It's definitely going to be over 20 going forward. Um, he only got one reception last week, so definitely going to be used in both in both areas. I expect his number, his touches number in total, just to to go up for sure. Uh, expect them to rely on him. Um, for the receivers, um, I think you know it shouldn't be that much. Andy Dons, you know, he's a he's a proven quarterback. He uh, he's on teams that have been high throwing, high pace, and and high air so air yards. So I'm not worried about the production of uh, the receivers as far as Cooper Lamb and uh, Gallup. The target share might be interesting. I'm not sh- sure who Dalton would favor more than the other though. It's usually you you knew Dak was going to go with Cooper first progression then maybe Gallup or in the Lamb or Lambing and Gallup. But yeah, it's interesting to see what Dalton's going to do. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. Hopefully, we can get a Dalton to Dalton connection here, because uh, you know Andy Dalton to Dalton Schultz, because uh, Dak Prescott, we know that he loved targeting the tight end. That's right. why we we were really you know even we were willing to play Jason Witten at times. Yep. Uh, in the in the past, and we were high on Blake Jarwin coming into this year, and how we were you know even high. On you know we we were waiting to see on Dalton Schultz, but once we saw it out on that first game, we're like this is this is real, um, you know. So is that is is Dalton Schultz still going to continue to be a thing? You know, like you said with the target shares, you know, you know who's you know who's going to be his who's going to become you know we knew that like you said it was Amari Cooper and then it was C.D. Lamb, uh, who's going to be Dalton uh, Annie Dalton's new number one target. And then the other question I have, you know, not, I mean, I guess not question. I mean, I'm assuming that the pass volume goes down a little bit. And, you know, the reason why you could survive with a guy like uh, in Amari, uh, in Amari Cooper uh, getting, sorry, hold on. The fact that you could survive with Amari Cooper getting 24% of the targets and CeeDee Lamb only getting, Seventeen uh, percent of the team targets is because this 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 pie was so large. Mm-hmm. So if it becomes a little bit smaller, uh, do you see uh, that production come down in terms of the the volume of targets that these guys are getting? So, yeah, good point. Um, and then nah, man, we can't. I can't. I know. I mean, I know we're supposed to jump to the pot, the negatives, but we can't talk. Not jump to the negatives without uh, or jump. We can't leave the positives without talking about your boy James Robinson. Oh yeah, 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 James Robinson. You know, RB and RB one in fantasy. Uh, he is def- the RB eight. Address him correctly. Oh, sir. He, he, <laughs> he's the RB eight, not just a regular RB one. You know, this is a strong, solid RB one, uh, not borderline. This is this guy for doing free, for free, man, for absolutely nothing. Crazy, yeah. But it was it's wild. It's absolutely wild. And and shout out to Cream Hunt too. ADP. Should have been way higher than what it was. Oh yeah, man. I mean, he's he's the RB seven. Obviously, has gotten a huge bump from the absence of uh, Nick Chubb, who uh, I believe, if we go by points per game, Nick Chubb. Nope, Nick Chubb loses out. Oh, because he got hurt in that one game. Damn, he was. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, so. He was he was there. He was he was he was on his way uh, to the season. I think we are. I mean, I know I had predicted a, a top six finish for him. But it was here a soul is for Cream soul. Hunt. Eckler got hurt. Yeah, <laughs> soul for soul. Yeah, I mean Eckler got hurt. Uh, so yeah, so we, we I mean we actually did feel that one uh, soul for soul because you know they are our two running backs like we've talked oh, yeah. about before mm-hmm. in uh in our CMSB team. But um, 
Yeah, no, Kareem Hunt, he is he's absolutely balling. I mean, I said it the other day. I think he's a he's a top seven, top eight guy, rest of season. Uh, you know, or not rest of season, but for the d- duration of the time that Kareem Hunt or that Nick Chubb is out. So um yeah, he's he's been a great value for you if you've been able to get him. Uh but some of the negatives, man, let's talk about some of these negatives. Um I mean, where do we start? I mean, Kenyon Drake, I think that's a great place to start. Uh, cause draft capital. <laughs> yeah, can uh, you I mean, drink a guy? Probably Leonard Fournette. Yeah, you probably drafting Leonard Fournette pretty high too. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know when people depends on when you were drafting. I mean, Leonard Fournette, the highest I saw him go was like a third round pick. Uh, yeah, that's pretty. You know, that's pretty, pretty high. I like I just that's. If you went no, I mean, Kenyon no Drake was Kenyon Drake RB1. was going in the in the first oh, yeah, round yeah, of some yeah, drafts. Kenyon Drake was he like bonafide, yeah, in the RB one. Yeah, he was a he was the first round of some drafts. He was yeah, going on the on the on the two turn on the RB one. I mean, the first round, second round turn. Um, so Kenyon Drake was was significant draft capital, and mm-hmm. you are getting almost nothing for it. Um, I mean, let me just he is currently the RB thirty one. Um, yeah. And if he didn't get a touchdown against the Jets in in Week Five, uh, we would have been talking about our third straight week of where we're panicking about Kenyon Drake. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, um, at least you know the RB ones the, outside of the injuries. You know the RB the draft the RB ones have been doing doing pretty well. Just good, just to have Kenyon Drake. Yeah, I mean Kenyon. I mean Kenyon Drake is literally he's he's. He's the one that has not been doing well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's he's got to be the one. I mean, uh I mean even if you took a guy like Clyde like I mean, I'm not panicking on Clyde. By the way, no. go buy Clyde. If you can buy Clyde right now, go buy Clyde. Like if I can go like uh Greg, what do you think about you know, again, I, I bring him up a lot cuz he was free and you know, to be, you could have anybody could have Miles Gaskin on their roster. But Greg if you had a team where, let's say, you had uh, a Miles Sanders, an Alvin Kamara, Miles Gaskin, and you have Deontay Johnson, you know, potentially DJ Shark that you could put in your flex, Robert Woods, right? Would you trade Miles Gaskin and a piece to get Clyde? I think I would definitely do that after the one week, you know, he got his first touchdown. Um, so this is probably a nice sell high. I mean, he's just so. He's so steady. He's definitely um, just super consistent. But the potential to get Clyde's boom, uh, it's, it's definitely coming. Um, he's still getting multiple touches per game. Um, so yeah, I would think I have a package to get go get Clyde. Yeah, I mean, I I'm in a I'm in a league where I have you know I'm really deep at receiver as well, uh, really deep at running back, and so I'm thinking about maybe packaging DJ Moore uh, coming off the big week. Uh, who DJ Moore? We'll talk about it in a little bit, but I'm packaging DJ Moore. He's a he's a sell candidate for me, in my opinion. But um, DJ Moore, Miles Gaskin to try to get a a uh, you know to try to get a Clyde Edwards alert. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, man. Any other? Any other? I mean, Le'Veon Bell. He's another guy. I know that. You know, we were both came into the summer high on. I started. You know. I'm in I'm in the weeds with the Jets, so I started, you know, I was like, this something doesn't feel right. So I started pulling out a little bit. But Greg, <laughs> where where are you at? I mean, what is your obviously we talked about the trade and all I mean the the release of Le'Veon Bell and all that stuff, but 
you know, what was, I guess, your, your main takeaways from that situation? Um, yeah, no, nah, if, if you're not a slot receiver on the Jets, I don't, I don't want anything to do with you. I, I, ha- I had some faith. I had, you know, was drafted some Le'Veon, um, but yeah, one target that doesn't just, uh, I can't, I can't, have, you know, argue with that. I can't make any sense of that. So I'm, I'm just waiting. And honestly, I'm burying my hand running because any of any situation, literally any team would be a better situation. So I'm happy. Oh yeah, I mean anything. If you if you have Le'Veon Bell on your roster, like anything, anything is any better. Team, than, is any anything, team. anything, anything, yes. literally, <laughs> is better. Yes. Is better than being than being a trip, uh, being connected to Adam Gase. So like, yeah, no, I I I am I'm, I'm with you on that. Let's go to the receiver position, man. Uh, you know, wrap this thing up. The top five wide receivers: Adam Thielen, DK Metcalf, Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill. Uh, I know you're really happy, Greg, so go ahead, have your moment. Oh Adam yeah, Thielen, Adam Thielen, let's go. Yeah, I, I told you to go get this man. This man's gonna finish top eight, but this man might finish top five. And, you know, I just the boom was here. No digs, who's also in this, you know, and stepping out and going hard. Uh, just that performance, that targets, just made sense for Kirk Cousins. Always favorite receiver. We knew what it was, Adam Thielen. Let's go killing, man. Straight killing. Yeah, man. I mean, coming off back-to-back five, uh, five, uh, top five weeks, uh, being the wide receiver one. I mean, this thing is going to flip-flop so many times. I mean, uh, for a while, it was my breakout guy, Calvin Ridley, uh, but he's currently the wide receiver three. Uh, a zero will do that to you. It will drop you from one to three, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, he's been balling out as well. Uh, DK Metcalf, currently the wide receiver two. I mean, obviously DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, they're both. Uh, they're, you know, Russ is dripping, so they're they're you know they're dripping a little bit too. They their buckets get a little bit filled. Um, but you know, two guys who have been in this position before. Um, one of them dealing with a new situation. That is DeAndre Hopkins. He's currently the wide receiver four. Uh, there was a lot of trepidation. I mean, Greg, you didn't have much trepidation about this switch from. Uh, Houston, oh, Arizona. No. I know I did. No. I know a lot of other people did. Um, you know, but he is the wide receiver four. I think I had him as the wide receiver six coming into the year. So uh, I wasn't that far off. But he's, I mean, just the volume that he's been getting, the, the sheer consistency, the fact mm-hmm. that we talk about Arizona as the big two. Like, that's what you <laughs> want from your, that's like, that's what you want from your receiver. Mm-hmm. Like, like you don't, you don't, I mean, the, the boom games are nice and all, but the reason why Michael Thomas was great last year was because of the consistency he provided. And if you're getting 10, 12, 16 targets a game, you're going to be a consistent performer. Especially oh, yeah. if your name is DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. You're, especially if those 16 targets are going to arguably the best receiver in the league. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, I would definitely like that. He's he's killing. I actually had him at wide receiver four right after Julio. So, yeah, this is uh, he's doing well. Thalem actually had him at five. So, yeah, nah, this is uh, this is the receivers are stepping up, man. We're stepping up for sure. Yeah, AJ man. AJ Brown uh, making the time for the comeback, too. Let's go. Oh, yeah, A.J. Brown coming through with the comeback. Uh, he's obviously a guy that, that we're high on here. But the other guy I was alluding to before, that was Tyreek Hill, man. He's showing a level of consistency that we haven't seen from him, uh, I think, almost ever. Uh, I mean, his lowest output this year, 13.1 and half-point PPR scoring. Uh, 
his highest output, 19.3. So he still doesn't have it, even hasn't even had that 30 point game yet. So I think him and Patrick Mahomes, they've achieved this chemistry that's allowing, because this goes back to even last year, because this was something that I talked about uh, even last year, that Tyreek Hill was achieving this level of consistency with Patrick Mahomes. And I think that that is something that is very real. Uh, we can, you know, we can count on Tyreek Hill being a consistent, you know, top, top five wide receiver going forward. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Stefan Diggs, man, you talked about him. He's the wide receiver six right now. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, this, this goes, this ties in with Josh Allen. Never saw Josh Allen taking this leap as a passer, which is why I never saw, uh, Stefan Diggs being even remotely close to a top six wide receiver. Uh, that is something that, yeah, I, I, I didn't see coming. Greg, did you see that coming? Um, not at this level. I mean, yeah, I thought he was going to be a strong two, but yeah, he he's definitely going to. I think if still finishes one, and he he will continue because Josh Allen's yeah going to finish as a top five QB. So yeah, this is this is real for sure. Yeah, this is this is definitely real for sure. Um, and then two other guys. Uh, you know, no one other guy I want to talk about. Uh, Robbie Anderson. This is. <laughs> I the rover t- you mean DJ all- Moore? <laughs> <laughs> right? No, right. So the hey, I wasn't that far off. The Carolina wide receiver is the wide receiver eight. Oh, hey, yeah. You're right, man. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I like that spin on it. <laughs> um so Robbie Anderson, he's absolutely been killing. Uh he is somebody I never thought that we would even be talking about in this sense. Uh, as a Jet fan, I watched this guy play, uh, you know, his whole career as an undrafted free agent. Uh, you know, I've obviously seen the, the the huge games. I always knew the potential was there. I never thought that this guy would be ever be more, could ever be more than a deep threat. Uh, at least that's what the, the Jets painted him to be. Uh, Robbie Anderson, there's one thing he always said. He always said, I want to be a receiver. I want to be targeted 15, you know, 10, 15 times a game. Because uh, that's what the top receivers do, and I think I'm one of the top receivers in the league, and his play is showing it, man. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Like he's uh, well, only one game with under eight targets. Like he is balling right now, uh, getting that volume. Uh, you know, oh man, yeah, no, this is absolutely great. Three three games with over 100 yards, uh, basically four because he had 99 against Arizona. So he's been absolutely consistent. Yeah, I mean he's been he's been killing. Um, and then yo, your boy Odell, man. Oh, yeah. receiver 10. That's true, yo. That was, that was the one he has to do, that boom game, of course, with the against the Cowboys. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets one or two more of those. Um, like, yeah, best player on the field when he wants to be at any point in time. And then um, Allen Robinson, the wide receiver 11. I mean, I think this is one that we, you know, oh, yeah, we did we see at, coming. Oh, yeah, 12. I think you had him at 11. I had him at 11, too. so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, this is one we saw coming. It's just, I mean, the way he's doing it right now. I mean, over the last three weeks, he's got a 35% target share. That leads all players in the National Football League. Uh, you know, one thing for sure is that Nick Foles loves Allen Robinson. And that oh, is, yep. I mean, Mitch Trubisky loved Allen Robinson, but Nick Foles, he really, really loves <laughs> Allen Robinson. Yeah. Yeah, word. Oh, and shout out to Keenan Allen. I think uh, as long as he stays healthy, I think the there's the, there won't be that drop off like last year. He's with, with uh, Justin Herbert now. This, this is uh, this, he should be continued to be targeted over fifteen times. 
<laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And then uh, the wide receiver twelve, the guy I know, you know, we all we all had here in this spot, um, and you know, definitely, uh, you know, should have drafted him over his teammate Amari Cooper. That is CD Lamb. Uh, he's the currently the wide receiver twelve. Crazy. Amari Cooper, the wide receiver thirteen. So not not. <laughs> Not too far off, but I, we hey we were right about the da- the picking the drafting Amari Cooper over the 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 wrong you know over the other Dallas wide receiver, but we were just wrong about the receiver. Right, 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 right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, C.D. Lamb killing. Um, it's it's awesome to see. Amari uh, Cooper also you know doing somewhat consistent, but you know James Bradbury going to lock people up, so that's that's not a surprise there. And I mean, you warned us, Greg. So, yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I told the people that's right. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, my biggest surprise, though, shout, shout out to all these these uh, rookie receivers, though, doing what they got to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, all of them, especially T. Higgins. You know, I thought it was a year late, but he's here early. Yeah, no, the wide, the, the rookie wide receivers, they, they have definitely lived up to the expectations. Um, I mean, you know. We talked. We we thought that this was the best, uh, you know, wide receiver class since the uh, vaunted 2014 class with mm-hmm. Sammy Watkins and Mike Evans and Odell Beckham and uh, you know tons and tons of guys that were in that class. Um, but this class is living up to expectations. Absolutely. You know, between C.D. Lamb, uh, you know, T. Higgins has been playing well. Uh, Justin Jefferson has played well. Yep. Uh, Brandon Ayuk has shown has shown flashes. Yep. Um, Lavisca Chenault, he's the wide yeah. receiver twenty eight right now, man. Like, uh, <laughs> that yeah. that 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 is that is wild to me. Lavisca Chenault, the wide receiver twenty eight. I never thought that that would that would happen, but um, I think this just goes to show one thing. I I truly believed coming into this year, and I'm gonna believe it again even more next year is that wide receivers don't matter. <laughs> right? I mean, why am I going to spend high draft capital on wide receivers when I could get CD Lamb, who's the wide receiver 12 with like a 7th round pick? Yeah. Yeah, the CD Lamb, I mean, DK Metcalf is a wide receiver 2 and he cost you like a 4. Yeah, that's still yo no. I I'm with I do love receivers and I do have value in them, but I'm I'm I think I'm for forever now in fantasy taking two running backs with the first two rounds of my draft, and then I'm I'm, I'm saying take them three like yeah. three of the first four <laughs> picks running back like you know why like why not? Oh, I still Greg. need I still need one. I still need one in the top ten. No, I still need no none of those guys in the in the top ten who was drafted outside of like the first four rounds. If Allen Robinson was your top guy, you'd be fine. Yeah, but he was going round three, he, wasn't he? Oh, uh, yeah, he was. He was going yeah. round three. I'm saying, like, outside of round three, CeeDee Lamb's the only one. And Robbie Anderson, actually. Outside right? of round three, yeah. CeeDee Lamb, Robbie Anderson, DK Metcalf. Oh, yeah, DK was going round four. And Calvin, Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Tyler Lockett. Lockett was going for Odell Beckham. Yeah, going for <laughs> Oh, I took him out down round three. <laughs> well, did he? No, no, no. I took him probably round four. Robert Woods. He's a wide receiver 14. I mean, I'm just saying, Greg, how about this? A guy <laughs> we were both really high on that we said was super undervalued, and we were, oh, we scary were Terry? constantly. No, not even. <laughs> not even. 
the wide receiver three in fantasy points per game. Half point PPR leagues. Who's that? Jamison Crowder. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That which is which is pretty dope. Yeah, money, so money, uh, money. Definitely have, yeah. And you were getting him in the ninth, tenth round. Yeah, yeah. True, true. Yeah, it's true. So especially this year with all these running backs going down like flies. Maybe yeah, maybe this absolutely. is the, the one, two, three. No, no wire, no wide right receiver. <laughs> But with all the bad comes, or all the good comes some bad. So DJ Moore, uh, he's somebody that obviously was somebody, or he was somebody I was, I was, I was very high on. I know very personally, I was very high on him. Uh, had him, you know, seeing 150 targets that are now all going to Robbie Anderson, and so, um, you know, he's not gonna catch those hundred balls that I projected him to catch. So. Uh, this one that hurts, and you know, I'm saying he's a sell. Over the last three weeks, he has a 15% target share compared to Robbie Anderson's 30% target share. So that's not, you know, that's that's not wide receiver one number. Uh, that is wide receiver two, and that is what DJ Moore currently is, the wide receiver 25. I would sell off this one touchdown game that he had, the four catches for 93 yards and a touchdown, and I would run for the hills. <laughs> Well, it's good for me to know, so because I'm in my three receiver league, but yeah, yeah, maybe I can. Uh, I did, I did just buy Michael Thomas, so maybe I could make that move now, and I'm, I'm happy and give her to DJ Moore for a running back. Uh, I'm there's not really too many other surprises. I feel like that are people are like not playing so well, except maybe. I mean, the other guys are just like mainly injuries, right? Like Devontae yeah, Adams, you saying. know, had the injuries hamstring injury. Uh, Michael Thomas had the high ankle sprain. Uh, Julio Jones. That's the one that he, I was con- uh, I was concerned about him after like week two. I was a little concerned about Julio. Whatever that point was when we were talking about Julio, you know who's the, you know Julio Calvin Ridley. You know who would you rather have? Right. And Definitely we were saying ADP. Calvin Ridley. That was the moment where we should have traded Julio. Yeah. Yeah. That was the moment because that was the moment his value was probably at its highest and people mm-hmm. maybe hadn't realized it yet and mm-hmm. we should have traded Julio because now if you have Julio you can't do anything with him. No, no, you're you're, you're if he's playing you're, you're starting him and if he's not mm-hmm. yeah and most of the time he's gonna go into every week questionable to like the game time so and Falcons are in some primetime games like it's it's super tough having Julio right now. Yeah, uh, I mean that that's tough. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you were saying, in terms of other guys that may have killed you, I, I mean, I don't, I don't really know nah, who, nah. who else. Wide receivers have been, uh, been pretty. I mean, yeah, Chris Godwin's been injured. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, no, nah, pretty much what we expected from the yeah. wide receiver position. All right, man, but the tight end position because that one is ever so interesting as always. Uh, the top five tight ends thus far this year: uh, Travis Kelsey, no surprise. Nope. Uh. Mark Andrews, not not surprising. Nope. Johnu Smith, there's a surprise. <laughs> True, t- even Darren though he's tight end sleeper though. You're <laughs> no, yeah, Greg's tight end sleeper. That that is huge. Uh, tight end three though, Greg. I don't know if you saw that coming. Nah. nah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the tight end four, Darren Waller, uh, which again, yep. not all that surprising. Uh, and I guess the fact that I'm not saying George Kittle's name, I haven't said his name, and the fact that I won't say his name next, that's probably surprising, but he's the tight end eight. The tight end five, 
uh, is Baby Kittle. That would be Robert Tanya. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Robert Tanya off of his uh, three touchdown game against Atlanta. Uh, yeah. Lands in as the, as the tight end five. Uh, so, Greg, I mean, where are you at with the tight end position? I mean, some guys that that maybe uh, stuck out to you. Uh, I know, you know, Noah Fant, he's currently the tight end nine. I mean, he was your breakout. Uh, he's somebody that's been, you know, balling when healthy. Yep. Um, you know, so you, yeah, you were like two for two here between your breakout and your, and your, and your sleeper. Oh yeah, no, nah, no, no, no offense. Um, remember the the tight end whisperer. That's all I, you know, I already whisper. got <laughs> the tight end whisperer. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, the, definitely the the top five is very very nice to see. Robin Tyan is definitely a huge surprise. I was definitely wrong on that because you know me and Aaron Rodgers as far as tight ends that I usually don't they don't I don't like no believe in it. But <laughs> it seems to be coming through this year. Uh, yeah, I mean. Mark Andrews doing Still well. Still got to see to if he can do it without without with with Devontae, Devontae Adams. Adams. Yes, with Devontae Adams. And without facing the top a top two matchup against the tight end position. But yeah. once we see that, we'll know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, other than that, I mean, I had for nice performances. Yeah, no offense. It's been balling. I just traded for him uh, in the I-League or sure enough people on his bye week after he got hurt. So, yeah, I'm, I'm super hyped for that. Can't wait till he comes back, he, which he could be back this week. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then for me, I mean, positives, you know, yeah, Robert Tanyan, he's somebody that, you know, we talked about right before the season started. So he's somebody that was kind of on my radar. Uh, Johnny Smith, yeah, I mean, he's someone that you always knew that potential was there. I mean, I had him in my top 12, uh, but tight end three, I mean, he hasn't had a performance outside the top 12. So, you know, he's been money for you basically yeah. uh, every week. And then – um you know, my guy, Mike Gusecki, man, I know it's been up and down, but he's a tight end seven. Oh, yeah, you, you'll uh, take that. You're taking that. Yeah, you'll take that, especially in this in this tight end landscape. Um, you know, like you know, like we said, he's got he's somebody that has uh, top uh, top five, you know, potential every week, uh, which, you know, he did that on on Sunday against the uh, or, you know, he was the, he was he finished out as the, the tight end seven, I guess, after uh after the game's played, but, um, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, provides that, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, it's hard to stay positive at the tight end <laughs> position. I mean, shout out to, uh, uh, Blake Jarwin, Dalton Schultz. Facts, facts. Yeah. They're the same person. <laughs> we, we called Blake Jarwin being great. Uh, he got hurt, unfortunately. Dalton Schultz is just living in the spirits. So shout out to Dalton Schultz holding it down. <laughs> yeah, man. And then, uh, TJ Hawkinson, man. I mean, yes, sir. He, uh, you know, the tight end 13, mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously had his bye week. So, yeah, definitely uh, you know, a, buy, a buy guy at the tight end position. Yeah, definitely somebody you can buy. Um, and then we got to talk about the bag because, you know, the tight end position, there's there's going to be more misses than there are hits. Uh, it's just the nature of the position. So, uh, Greg, who are some of these misses, man? Uh, well, I definitely had Gronk finishing as a tight end one so that's definitely a miss on just i don't know expecting gronk to be relevant with the uh, with with bruce arians i mean last game was his, his uh almost his best game but you know he, he you know he uh he's got to do better 
I mean, I'm trying. I'm, I'm think I'm. I think I'm moving with Gronk. I mean, I don't know. I gotta see without Chris Godwin. Obviously, six targets last game, but you know, uh, I'm 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 interested. I'm interested. I'm curious. I mean, I I don't really don't have a need for Gronk in my leagues, but uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just sleeping with one eye open. I'm just paying attention. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously, one of my misses is gonna be Chris Herndon. I mean, he was my ride or die at the position. Uh, Obviously, somebody I've been very high on since he uh, since he was a rookie, uh, and you know, just again, whatever the what you know, you know, King Midas touches everything, turns to gold. Whatever the opposite <laughs> of that, that's what Adam Gase is. Oh, facts, yo. Like, oh man, yo, Adam Gase like, is that, yo. All <laughs> I can say is, go buy Chris Hernan in the Dynasty League, <laughs> and. You'll feel yeah, better because it, it won't cost you. It won't cost you anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> it won't cost you much, and then just look at Mike Kosecki, the tight end seven. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Or yep. Any or just any any tight end after uh, that is not coached by Adam Gase. I mean, really. Yeah, because you'll just be a glorified left tackle <laughs> if you play tight end for Adam Gase. Um, and then some other misses. I mean. Not a miss for us because we weren't drafting him. Zach Ertz, uh, I don't even know where. To, oh, he's the tight end seventeen. Yeah, uh, I feel like I he he might he still could bounce back, just because I don't know if the Eagles are gonna still be in this division and he they got he's got to use be used at some point and still be able to I mean, put up numbers. He had six targets last week, so it's not for lack of opportunity. I mean, if I told right. you your tight end was going to get six targets, you're going to start him. Yeah, <laughs> except Logan Thomas. Except Logan Thomas. Yeah. I mean, are those targets from uh, Dwayne from Dwayne Haskins? Because if so, I don't want him. I mean, it doesn't matter at this point. Probably not. <laughs> but I have hope. I had hope on Sunday, and and it didn't happen. So. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I, Zach Ertz is, uh, yeah. I mean, look, I said it, I tweeted it out yesterday. Uh, he's a guy I brought, I brought up Austin Hooper, but I said I would straight up trade Zach Ertz for Austin Hooper. Wow. Mm. I mean, over the, over the last three weeks, Austin Hooper has a 24% target share, which is second on the. Uh, second on the Cleveland Browns, only to Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week he had he caught five of ten targets. Uh, so I mean, we talk about tight end with six targets, and tight end with ten targets. And you know, again, I mean, there's not Jarvis Landry. Th- he's third on this totem pole. I mean, Austin Hooper has a role. He's in a better offense. That sounds weird to say. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I I would if I and again, I don't have Zach Ertz because I was not drafting Zach Ertz. Same. But <laughs> if I had Zach Ertz, you know, I try to put myself in the you know in the in the in the position of a of a, of a Zach Ertz manager. You know, what would I do with Zach Ertz? I would straight up trade him for Austin Hooper, and I mean that's a fact. I would drop him and pick up Austin Hooper. And let somebody else deal with Zach Ertz. <laughs> like, I'm oh, just yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, 
I'm being I'd be honest. the school to pick him up, though. I'd definitely be the team to scoop him up. I just, uh, <laughs> I, just I don't know. I just uh, feel like eventually, you know, Carson must figure it out and also get it to Zach Ertz, and he'll produce for them. As just far as he's just a, a talented player. Well, that's the thing, right, is you, you need two people to figure it out in order for Zach Ertz to yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Because you need Zach Ertz to figure it out. And even if Zach Ertz does figure it out, you need Carson then you to need, you need Carson line. Wentz to figure it out. Oh, five and then you need the offensive line to figure it out. You need the five offensive linemen to figure it out. And then you need Doug Peterson to figure it out. And then, by the way, Zach Ertz is 29 years old, set to be 30, you know, in, in, in a few weeks. So maybe... You know, all of this is just happening at the at the same time that Zach Ertz is just not the same player. True, you know, he true. suffered through injuries. Like it's it's possible that he just could not be the same player. Yeah, it's true. One person, one position you could be old at though. Well, besides quarterback, but tight end, you can you can survive. Yeah, I mean Jason Witten, I guess. <laughs> Greg Olson and living. Greg Olson. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's that's true. Jimmy Graham's got to um, be up there too. I feel like. Oh man, oh, Jimmy Graham's what thirty four, thirty five, which is crazy because it makes me feel old. Because I'm like, I remember <laughs> when, you know, it feels like forever ago when I was like drafting Jimmy Graham as a sleeper tight end. He's thirty three years old. Wow. But um, Ian Thomas, man, that dude is a bum. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's. He's been a popular, well, he's a popular sleeper, popular streaming option almost every week, and he hasn't done anything. So, yeah, he's the tight end forty six. I'm off that. Off of it, the tight end forty six. Greg, uh, two point six zero, one point four, seven and a half, and a zero. Yeah, I can't even like try to make an argument for him. Like, no zero. And, and Teddy, and it's Just not like, like Teddy's not thriving. He's Teddy's thriving, and he no. doesn't need him. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean. Give me like Irv He's Smith Jr. or like Kyle Rudolph <laughs> after the before him. I, oh yeah, I, I will start Irv Smith Jr. especially after last, especially after the last Sunday. Yeah, Irv Smith was highly involved, five targets. Yeah, I almost made Irv my stream of the week actually because they right, do play right. against Atlanta. Yes, sir. So, <laughs> the Atlanta well is very nice, so it's very giving. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's really it in terms of the na- oh uh, Evan Ingram. And Hunter Henry. Both those guys, I think you just throw them together in the same lens. Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram. Both those guys were probably drafted around the same the same uh, area in the draft, the same part of the draft. Uh, and both those guys are, I mean, Evan Hunter Henry to a lesser extent. Yeah, I, I, I'm not too worried about Hunter Henry, but I'm more worried about Evan Ingram, definitely. I mean, he yeah, I mean, Hunter Henry, I'm not worried about. Yeah, right. <laughs> You have to get a rushing touchdown to be involved. But Hunter Henry, the tight end 11, uh, that's not what you were drafting when you were drafting him, you know, because he was he was probably the, the fifth or sixth tight end drafted. Yeah. It was yeah. either him or Evan Ingram. With the Herb, man, it, 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 anything's possible. This is true. I mean, the thing is, is that uh, Hunter Henry is not the, you know, the top two target on the offense yet. You know, we just needed a couple, a few. You know, some somebody decide they don't want to play football for a little bit. You know, maybe Keenan Allen decides, you know, hey, I'm going to go take a break. And you know, Mike Mike Williams is like, hey, I'm going to take a break. And we obviously know Austin Eckler is injured right now, so uh, then Hunter Henry will then get uh, Justin Herbert's attention. Yeah, I mean, he got the touchdown. 
uh, last week. So things looking up at least. Yeah, no, I mean, def- definitely for sure. Uh, definitely don't want to start them this week because the Chargers are on by. Yeah, don't so, do that. Don't do that. Um, but yeah, man, I think that I think that's it. Uh, I think that was a, a nice little you know run through of of the year and you know where everybody's at in terms of positional rankings and mm-hmm. um, again, it, it feels good to be able to say last three weeks, you know, and. You know, to throw completely throw out week one and week two, where teams like didn't know anything about each other and they didn't they hadn't had preseason or an off season, uh, and to be able to look at things over the last three weeks, um, uh, and be able to look at them through a lens like that, because uh, you know, again, these teams are changing, these teams are making adjustments, like the Chase Claypool, like there, there's no way that happened by accident. You know, there, there was no way it was by accident that happened to be after the Steelers had a bye week. That Chase Claypool is suddenly has all these plays drawn up for him, you know. And think you know, NFL teams make adjustments. Another guy that's super interesting to me coming out of the bye week, and we'll talk about the game preview tomorrow when we do the uh, part one game preview. So make sure you come by for that. But DeAndre Swift, you know, coming out of the bye week, do the Detroit Lions try to get him involved? You know, so maybe that's the thing I tell myself to try to convince myself that he needs to stay on my roster. Yeah, I, I do hope so about that because the talent is there. He should be—I don't know—he sh- he should be the future back. Honestly, if if you like look at him and his his tape so far, I feel like he's been running the most well. And I mean, after that, the first game dropping the touchdown and then just a couple of drops, he should get it together. I, I'm not worried. Yeah, I mean, he's been fine. Uh, you know, the the problem is Detroit hasn't been throwing the ball as much. So right. You, that volume that you expected to be there. Uh, and then Adrian Peterson is still a thing, which is like annoying, but it's there. So <laughs> yeah, man, is what it is. Him and but, Frank Gore uh, holding it, <laughs> taking just taking away touches always. Uh, yeah, I mean at least you know AP is gonna get me like eight points. Frank Gore is gonna get you like five, <laughs> like five point seven. It worked. You need five point seven points. Start Frank Gore. You need twelve. You need twelve points. Don't start Frank Gore because he'll get you five point seven facts <laughs> um all right greg that's all we got tonight um but everyone please just continue to rate review the podcast wherever it is that you're listening also make sure you follow us on twitter and instagram at ff diagnostics follow greg on uh instagram at we underscore made it then follow me on twitter and instagram at jr football nerd and uh again come back tomorrow for the game one pre the uh, game one part uh game one or the game previews part one and have a good one everyone good night and we are out we are